Welcome to RCS. <laughs> I did it on purpose. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, hi, I'm here. Guess what? I'm Nick. sponsored by Rainier. <laughs> by Rainier. Yeah. I was, I was uh, sampling the uh, sponsorship in the holiday can, the Jubilee holiday can. Yep. So, yeah. But uh, we're still brought to you by Avance, Carter Subaru, Haggerty Drivers Club, which we are missing. I hope they can open soon. Uh, being a social club at this time is a little hard. And, of course, we have an in-kind sponsorship with America's Automotive Trust. We some, also miss. They got some fun stuff going down there. They, 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 she's, they're auctioning off like a Celine Mustang. A Celine Mustang, yeah. That looks like it'd be fun to <laughs> yeah. be somewhere without guardrails. <laughs> <laughs> or crowds. Or crowds, yeah. Or with crowds. Oh, yeah. Whatever you're into. Curb jumping, yeah. No, whatever you're into, yeah. Crowd thinning. Yeah. Could be useful on some highways. I tell you. I tell you. No, I was, uh, I think uh, Kristen posted some photos of that, and I was like, I was like, oh, that looks like fun. Yep. Uh, the toy I, run was this weekend. looked like it was a big success. I know Drivers Club had a huge delivery. Uh, I didn't go just uh, due to, I'm doing a bunch of traveling for the holidays, and uh, I wanted to stay socially distant from you're crowds. Leaving? You didn't tell me you're leaving. I'll be back for we you. We didn't talk about this. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll talk to custody later. Exactly. Don't wait. Don't worry. I'll talk to your handler. She'll tell me where you're going to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how I schedule things. Is Dan available? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I had to download Marco Polo just so I can talk to her now. <laughs> she sent me one, and I was like, I don't have that app. <laughs> so, yeah. Hi, Shauna. <laughs> mm. uh, we are back again this week uh, at the Mountside Tavern, which is still closed, of course. But luckily, we know a guy who's the owner. Which, we broke in. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to for for his for his uh, purposes, we broke in. Yep. Um, Nobody would blame me. No. Not this at all. is the first time the Subaru's actually been outside of the Mount Site Tavern. Every other time I've been here with the Maserati or the BMW or something. It's I was going to so, say, how did you get it in here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a sad moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this Carter. This week's Carter Subaru Tip of the Week is kind of directly in line with a lot of our content today. I was doing a little research on suspension that I don't need for the truck, but hey, you know, because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real expensive. Real quick. Um, but the the shocks and struts on the on the Raptor. Were Buildable, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, new higher. That means high, they're breakable too. Yes, they okay. are. But uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of new higher end suspensions are rebuildable, and uh, I got the question: Well, what's the advantage, especially when you have to take your struts, shocks, and struts out to be rebuilt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're not going to get very far without those. But uh, the average cost of resetting, rebuilding a set of shocks or struts from Icon or somebody like that starts at around 250 and goes about 500 bucks. But is it basically just seals and uh, seals, valving, uh, fluid? You can wear them out if you do a bunch of high speed off road, especially you're going to burn through the fluid and seals really quickly. Uh, crawling and stuff actually isn't as hard on them unless you fully extend them all the time, which still a good set of rebuildable shock should still run you the uh, even longer than the because they're typically more robust than the standard shocks and struts on a vehicle. So, where you would normally get four to five years out of a set, you can probably get six to seven out of a a rebuildable set. So you, if you're going at speed and you're really heating that fluid, is that the same, does the same effects on that fluid like you have on brake fluid when you're, when they get real hot too? Yeah, actually, yeah. It's okay. Th- yeah. And then the, as it gets hotter, the seals wear out more. A lot yeah. of the dirt bike guys and motorcycle guys are listening to this and I'm like, well, duh. Well, well it's kind of new. To, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of new for cars on the market to come with sure. it from the factory. But uh, yeah, anyway, the typical cost is between 250 and 500 bucks for even up to King or Icon. For shock? Uh, no, for the whole set, oh, actually. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you can get it. And you can get it done by a lot of people locally, too. You don't have to send it off to the factory. And you can get, in, in some of the stuff, you can actually get custom valving done. So if you're a racer or you don't like the way your shocks feel from the, when you order them, you can soften them up or stiffen them up, depending on what kind of uh, driving you're doing. So, of course, the downside is you have to send them off or take them somewhere to get rebuilt. 
but the fact that you'll save 1500 to 2000 bucks and you can customize it in the process is a big savings over stock. That said, keep your old struts because in a pinch, if you just need a roller to get your vehicle around, you can put your old struts on. You're not going to get the same articulation. Most of the time, those old struts will fit. They won't work very well, but they'll fit enough to get you to it from the store or something. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, the big advantage here is for the racers, the guys who or the really hardcore guys who have a second vehicle. But either way, that is one big thing to factor into when buying struts uh, for a vehicle. Like I looked at a set for a Forerunner for a buddy of mine. Non-rebuildable was nine hundred bucks. Rebuildable was thirteen hundred bucks. The savings is instantaneous there. The, the next time you need them, as yeah. long as you plan on keeping your vehicle more than three to five years, because you're buying them once. Yeah, you're buying, buying them once. Yeah. It's it's probably worth it. So look at that when you're looking at stuff. If you see a rebuildable option, consider how long you're going to own the vehicle. For somebody like me, that would make absolutely no sense because I go through cars like underwear. But <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. Okay, of truth. There's, frequent. there's a lot of truth to that. Actually, <laughs> when you said that, yeah, okay. I was like, it made me go, yeah, you do. Okay. Yes, I think I do have some underwear yeah. that are older than most of my cars, which yeah. <laughs> is like a year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's interesting. Um, speaking along these lines of the little bit thing, I did get the Subaru back. Yeah. And it got all new front uh, shocks. <laughs> so, um, we'll, we'll see. I, I, Carter Subaru's gone out of their way, of course. I'm, yeah. I, I talk nice about them because they're a sponsor, but I, they really have. Um, so, And so far, so good. I, um, as, as a car guy, and, and, you, and you and I have talked about this, I don't know how it made that noise, but it did. So, we're working on it. Yeah, maybe just a slight rotation. I think I think it maybe the strut cap just it may be. I don't know. It may be, but uh, it's uh, it's back. It's been. I realized that uh, you know because I, I keep track of my gas and like yeah. when I, uh, for business and like I haven't put gas in it since like October. It's been gone. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I ran and picked up some parts from an undisclosed location far away, and I averaged about uh, tax-free six, area sixteen point eight miles to gallon mm. in the Raptor because I drove it there and back in two wheel drive just on cruise. They're like let the electronic nannies take over and sure. drive me there basically. And I was like, I did not know this vehicle was capable of getting that much. Sure. I mean, I mean, it, it, yours doesn't have the engine shut down and stuff like that, does it? It does. It does. It, not okay. cylinder deactivation. It just has start-stop deactivation. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like Chevy, which actually worked great in the VET. Mm-hmm. My VET, I got an average on the highway. My C7 Z06, not the C8. Well, C8 has it too, I guess. But I, I averaged about 21, 22 on the highway on a long distance when I wasn't driving it on like it. a Corvette. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when I wasn't driving it like a Corvette owner. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. But I couldn't believe how well it did. That was the Z06 got the best mileage of any car I've had in the last five years. My well, 650 horsepower, 650 you have, a, you have a heavy right foot. So. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. So I was like, huh. Anyway, yeah. it also got the worst when I was on it though. It went from the best to like seven. <laughs> yeah. It was no in between. So I, anyway. was, I was laughing. Um, this is a story to your past. I was watching this. Uh, it's a YouTuber. I don't know who he is. And he was. it's an older video that he bought a C63. And he, he dr- drove it home from the dealership, started having warning lights. Yeah. And like, the next morning, it was dead. Like, all this. I mean, I, and I, I watched the whole video. I'll send it to you, but it's funny because he's... This is a while ago. This is like a 2018, yeah. but I, I remember years when it Christmas tree, or you talked about Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, every other week I drove it, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, ah. if you have a C63, you can do catback exhaust and wheels, and other than that, it's just going to Christmas tree and die on you. Yeah. There's, I don't care what anybody says. I've, he was driving it home from I've the dealership this. with 50 miles on it, yeah. and it started saying brake lights, and then he couldn't get in the trunk to check it, and then he tried to open the trunk, and then it made a noise, and then the battery went dead, and then the door <laughs> wouldn't open, and then... I, and I, then the dam broke, and then... <laughs> I have to laugh. Like, I, I, you know, with somebody at, like, Range Rover in a competition with somebody at Mercedes to produce the most unreliable vehicle they could think of that people would still buy, like, I think that was the, like, inside joke they had when they talked to each other there. That's the yeah. only thing they could think of. It's like, what's the biggest piece of shit we can put on the market that people will still buy? And they were like, yes, we've got this. 
So speaking of Land Rovers, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to uh, I'd like to thank Taylor at Park Place. They they did a full detail on the on the Rover this weekend for my parents. So oh, nice! They always yeah. do such a great job. Yeah, I know. It's just you, you brought that. I'm like, oh, yeah. speaking of Rovers. Um, well, no, this <laughs> it's yeah. funny because the smaller ones, like the like the more you spend with Range Rover, it's like the more yeah. time it'll be in the shop. I yeah. think it's like a direct correlation. There's more things that break too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, is the air ride going to go out first, or maybe you'll be a, a, t- a tail light or a headliner, <laughs> or maybe the sunroof yeah. will just fall into the car. Yeah, that much. was a fun one they did. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Then again, it's not the Mercedes where it's like, is it going to start today? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Are you going to be stranded somewhere? Maybe. Can you yeah. imagine if you had a Range Rover, a C63, and an RX-7? Like, you could have an excuse to be late for everything. You know there's there's some garage <laughs> that has that. Like, you know, she's driving a Range Rover, he's driving a C63, and the RX-7's a, a rebuild. Hey, Rob. Yep. <laughs> That's a good point. Dom's probably got that, yeah. Yeah, he does. God. Yeah. Anyway, so... We've, uh, we're back with David. We're going to talk more about uh, some of your, your real passion. You've been spent a lot of time at the track. You've done drifting. You've done road racing, everything between. But your real passion is origami, like folding right. paper, yeah. which oh, you is should, big. You should see it, man. Pterodac- I mean, pterodactyl pizza boxes. Pterodactyl pizza boxes <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> small Japanese roses. Uh, <laughs> it's a small yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's off-roading at Baja. Oh, that, that and too. That big too. trucks and motorcycles. He, while, he folds while doing this. Oh, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> That's the only reason you put big shocks on stuff. Pretty so much. it doesn't mess yeah. up your origami <laughs> in you motion. I'd like something where I could fold paper while I'm off-road. <laughs> sure, sir. Come on in. I can see the commercial from Fox right now. Fox <laughs> shocks. You can do origami. People are like, what? what? Oh, if you know, you know. If you know, yeah. If you're in we the know, should, you know. We should pitch that to I him. Know. That would be an right. awesome commercial. Just somebody at Baja folding a swan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you just sit there watching him, and all of a sudden you zoom out, and it's just, da, 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 da. And it's like, oh, man. I don't want to do that. I know. It's a great great really good idea for marketing. That came out. In, some people think we plan this stuff. It's just like. No, we just all have somebody, ADD and divide it evenly. Yeah. Somebody asked me one time, they're like, where do you get your ideas? And I'm like, I don't know. I was just sitting there, and the word origami popped in my head. I'm like, yep, going to interrupt and say that. Yep. <laughs> That's happening now. That's happening now. So, yeah. So, how'd you get a tattoo of origami? Funny story. Funny story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't you can't make bets inside the Mount Side Tavern, so there has to be other ways to make money. <laughs> so yeah. So I I apologize. So uh, you're in off roading. <laughs> So, long time listener, first time caller. Um, Blow me up. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, tell me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So car guy, drifting, did a bunch of different stuff, racing all over the place, and then I got into dirt biking. And one of the things I've, I've, I've realized, uh, I was talking to my friend Jordan about it the other day, actually. Track days in the Northwest are... Wet? Wet. <laughs> and, Cold. And Which adjective should we use? Yeah. <laughs> and, and what ends up happening is y- you, you sign up for it months in advance because there's, you know, there's so many people that want to do it and there's only so many spaces and no, 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 no. So you, you sign up and then... You know, you got a track day coming up, so obviously you're going to modify the shit out of your car, uh, like, in the next, like, couple weeks. And then it's new tires, and you spend all this money, and you got new brake pads, and you went and had an alignment done, and all this different stuff. And then it rains. (laughs) (laughs) And you go out there the entire time just waiting to wad your shit. Just waiting. Yeah. Or... The entire time you're just like, why am I here? Like, why am I doing this? Ah, this, ah, this is fun, right? Ah. But then I got into dirt biking, and 
motorcycle shops are closed on Sunday, Sunday Monday. Monday. Yeah. So most shops that I've dealt with spend their family time on Sunday and they go ride on Monday. Trails are empty. So when I started riding dirt bikes, I think I went 27 Mondays in a row. And if it didn't matter if it was wet, didn't matter if we did 73 miles or 13. It didn't matter if we went over hill and dale or if we got stuck in a mud puddle for an hour. <laughs> it didn't matter if I was bone dry and sucked my camelback shut an hour into the ride or I'm soaked to my nipples in mud. <laughs> <laughs> you paint a vivid picture. I try. Yeah. And But you could go next Monday. Man, how was that? You have fun? No. Want to go again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have fun? Yeah. You want to go again? Yeah. yeah. Let's go next week. Okay. I'll meet you at your house. No, meet me at my house. Okay. <laughs> Are you picking me up or am I picking you up? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or, yeah. or we meet at the Safeway at what time? Mm-hmm. And it was all of a sudden, it changed the way I approached motorsport. Yeah. I totally understand that. And then I had a buddy, friend of a friend, who I met at the Ridge. He, uh, we did a drift demo down there, and he towed my buddy's drift car for him with his Raptor. And Gen 1 Raptor, 2010, and... Met the guy, nice guy, cool car, mm-hmm. cool truck, whatever, blah, blah, blah. A couple of years later, the buddy who, whose drift car that guy towed, he ended up getting a Raptor. So now the two of them had Raptors, and I talked to the guys. I'm like, so are those things actually, like, are they actually cool? Because I was a Chevy guy. And they're like, yeah, they're, they're, they're actually pretty cool trucks. They're, they really are. They did a good job. If you look into it, it's not a sticker kit. It's not the, the, the Silverado with uh, some Bilsteins and a, and a skid plate. Right, yeah. It's, it's a... It's Ford it's, listened. It's got, yeah, it's got some yeah. decent stuff. Yeah. And so I bought one. And this would have been in probably 15. And so I bought a 2014 with 18,000 miles on it. And I had to pay sticker retail. Yeah. And it was a little bit of a shock. It was, it was sticker shock to buy a used <laughs> vehicle at sticker. Like, I don't pay sticker for a new car. I'm paying it for a used, whatever. And then I got it, and I was like, okay, this is cool, and I'll do a couple little things to it. And uh, That's how it all starts. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. So I got it probably um, end of summer, and then Black Friday, you know, I talked to my buddy Donnie, and, you know, and that, that had his Raptor. And talked Man, to him, I what can you, relate. What should I get? What should <laughs> yeah. Black Friday happens, and I ordered some shocks, and I ordered some this, and I ordered some that, and just going to leave it alone. <laughs> Well, before I owned the Mount Sy Tavern, and I was just hanging out here, I was living in Bellevue at the time, mm-hmm. and I was hanging out here uh, with the girls, and we end up, I get a text message from Donnie going, hey, one of our people dropped out, you want to go to Baja? Adult beverages had been consumed, <laughs> and... So you logically said no. Yeah, so Mexico is dangerous. Yeah, yeah so, I understand. So the next morning, good for you. The next morning, I wake up and I'm looking at my phone. Oh God! And I have this email and a PayPal receipt for 500 bucks, and I'm like, oh, "What did I buy for 500?" That bucks? could be. I've had I've, I've had worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. I had a GTR from that. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's how you bought your GTR. I forgot about that. Like, oh, nice. I bid on that. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, you win, Dan. <laughs> Way to one up us. <laughs> I bought shocks. I bought a GTR. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, never mind. Thanks, Roy. Yeah. Thanks, Roy. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I I look at my email in the morning, and all of a sudden, it's uh, I've 
put down a $500 deposit to go to Baja with a group of raptors. And this, uh, it's this group called uh, Expedition X Off-Road, E-X-O, Expedition X Off-Road. And uh, it's, they, were, they were going for, were they, were they going for the race or they were just going down? Well, no. The- so what it is, is it's basically, it's, it's two car guys uh, that are friends that started off-roading and then one of them got a raptor and then the other one got a raptor and they're like, dang, these are cool. You can do stuff with them. And they liked off-roading, and they liked doing stuff. And then so they started putting together these trips, and they figured out that if they could organize the trip, they could basically get people to pay for their trip. And this is becoming a big thing because like, yeah. I, I was what was the one I was talking to you about, like the the Texas Raptors or whatever, and they, they've done they, – the Texas Baja, Raptor Run. Yeah, that no, – those – I mean, it's insane. If you look at some of those videos, like mm-hmm. – it will okay. First of all, put your wallet, lock it in the safe, then watch the videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you watch these videos, and you're like, "Oh, I want that." And I oh want yeah, that. Oh, I don't yeah. even have a Raptor, and I want that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm buying shit for your truck. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. so uh, next thing I know, I'm signed up, and there's gonna be like twelve trucks. I think it's twelve customer trucks, and like one or two guide trucks, two guide trucks, I think, and then we had uh, like three or four chase vehicles and we had trailers and so uh we pre-run the entire 500 course and uh we get the map from that year's race and we went out and pre-ran the course were were there regulations as far as what your truck needed to have to be on this run so <laughs> you know what before we talk about how you got kidnapped in Mexico let's yeah, take exactly. first break okay. we're overdue for first break yeah. from Haggerty we'll be right back We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. So, yeah. Okay, so back to origami and raptors. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I like to be prepared. I tell people that when I go to the track, I like to do three things. Eat sandwiches. Fold paper. Hang out with my friends. <laughs> and drive race cars. Yeah. I'm not there to adjust the frickin' valves. I'm not there to put a quick alignment on it. A driver's meeting. Hey, man, hey, could you give me a hand real quick? Yeah. And, and uh, the reason yeah. I say adjust the valves, I remember being at Laguna Seca one time and this guy being like, hey, man, driver's meeting. After, after driver's meeting, give me a hand real quick. I'm thinking, like, you need a hand backing you off the trailer. It's like, cool. Like, what do, can we do? What you need? And he's like, okay, so uh, I need to adjust the valves. <laughs> and he's got the valve covers off and he's got feeler gauges and he's looking at me like, he's, he's, oh, he's straight, like, honest. Like, <laughs> he needs to adjust. All 16 valves. Like, well, dude, unless you got a Ducati. I thought out. we were talking <laughs> suspension or like, you know, put the valve caps on or yeah. something. But yeah, okay. Uh-uh. And I'm All like, right, yeah. No. Uh, I'm sorry, homie. Like, I, no, I, no. I, I, no, no. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's not a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not one of my friends. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's two strikes on me. So. Yeah. So I like to be prepared. I like to carry more stuff than I need. I like to be prepared. I'm a Boy Scout. Yeah. I, I, you know, the idea of being prepared just. That that's what allows me to sleep at night. That allows me to, (laughs) bastard Carl. (laughs) (laughs) That's what allows me to enjoy the trip is being prepared. So I get the truck. I bought uh, the shocks on Black Friday. 
And then I upgraded to 37-inch tires. Uh, <laughs> Much easier on a Gen 1 than a Gen 2, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. yeah. So did that, and then I got what's called a bed cage, and that allows you to hold two spare tires, five gallons of gas. Jack. and Jack. Jack handle. A handle a, of jack. Mm-hmm. And uh, Air <laughs> tank, compressor, <laughs> yeah. everything uh, you need to yeah. do, uh, like a full swap. Power yeah. tank. Yeah, power tank, yeah. And then uh, a cooler. I've got uh, two quarts of oil, a quart of transmission fluid, a quart of differential fluid, uh, radio, cooler, a couple little things, spare fuses, uh, drilling a hole in the roof of your Raptor yeah. that you paid sticker for. <laughs> Radios? For a big old antenna. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can mount off a third brake light. <laughs> huh? They have a really cool kit to mount off a third brake light now. Oh, but, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, beer delivery. All right. God. So the service here is impeccable. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, you know, when you're the only customers, it's really easy to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so Good man. we'll keep him. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I've got all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, self, you've nailed it. Yeah, I am good to go. You are so prepared. You're over-prepared. Yeah. I'm over prepared. You are over prepared for this. I am going to be loaning. Yeah. You're going to show up and people will be like, I want to be that guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fully. Look at this guy with all the stuff to get. Yep. Look at that. Fully. <laughs> and then the night before we leave for the like 27 hour tow to San Diego or whatever it is, like it never occurred to me before. Like I'd never seen the fucking internet. <laughs> I decide to go on EXO's website. Oh, I bet there's a list there for what you should have, right? Bare minimum. Yeah. They didn't check with you. Like, that, that's the one thing. What that do the, you mean you haven't added an extra fuel tank and extra skid yeah. plates? And I'm surprised they didn't email you and check with you, like, and, and to make sure that you were ready. Well, I was Donnie's friend. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that's fine. And yeah, it, so it was just yeah. It Donnie was, wouldn't screw things up. Well, no. <laughs> and so, and Donnie like. He was so one. He was a wonderful, wonderful friend, and I was literally like, "Hey Donnie, what? Uh, what are you doing? Hey Donnie, hey Donnie." Uh, hey, Donnie. Hey, and we, at first, I was having to go, "Hey Eric, can yeah. you ask Donnie?" "Hey Eric, can you ask Donnie?" And then one day, he's like, "You're, You're like thirty-eight years old, dude." <laughs> Here's his phone. Yeah. Thanks. Will, will you call him and tell him I'm going to call him so he knows that I'm going to call him? <laughs> <laughs> We've been there. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. Just last week. <laughs> Adam and Cliff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. That is exactly what I, You know that. Exactly. I was like, um, hey. <laughs> oh, my friend wants to know. I love how you read through that, and I never said it. Like, hey, so. um, so I was just uh, wondering, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we absolutely know each other, and my name is in your phone, but I'm not sure of that in my ego. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so. All of a sudden, <laughs> thank I, you for reading through that. I really appreciate I got that. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I said, all of a sudden, I realized that I am so underprepared. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sucked the air out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't have a spare fuel pump and a fuel pump, a fuel skid plate? Uh-uh. Why I'm didn't like, you bring I, an extra Raptor? I got a Raptor. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what else do you need? You're just like, did, you dri- did you drive it down too? No. Oh, you trailered it. So pussy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Doing track days, I learned that uh, things if, break on the way to the track. If the car doesn't have to get home on its own, it won't. Oh, that's a good point. It just yeah. knows it. Yeah. yeah. And if you have to drive it home, it's just a gamble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you ha- and and all of a sudden, it's like 
And this is literally, you're in a foreign country. Literally. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, yeah. huh. Like, uh, Baja's a trip. Because if they find, like, so you're in Baja and they just have random border stops. They have random military checks. They have, you'll be going down this road and they'll just catch up to you on a bike and tell you to pull over and they're going to search you. Yeah. They and say drugs are a problem there. I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and if they find an empty twenty two shell casing because you took your daughter to the range and it fell under the floor mat, you are getting yeeted out of your truck. <laughs> Interesting. And they're going to start unbolting stuff. They are going to start yelling at you. I'm going to clean the truck. Dude, it's, it's, <laughs> it's no joke. Yeah. It is no joke. Don't have a weapon. Don't have a knife. Yeah, nothing down there. Don't have anything. And uh, if you don't speak Spanish, don't start. <laughs> Do not. Because they, they don't have the patience for it. Yeah. And you literally just are trying to, you're nervous, and you just literally go, see? And they'll just be like, boom, English is now over. This whole <laughs> thing will be now happening in Spanish. Keep up, homie. You're just like, see? Uno cerveza, por favor. Yeah, and so, it, 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 so it's, it's a trip. I'm laughing because I, I drove up here from Renton today, and I put it in ways, and it's like, you have five miles to the Mount Psy Tavern. <laughs> for the longest, and then it was Sea Tavern. For, for the yeah. longest yeah, yeah. time, it was the Mount Sea. You're like, mm-hmm. huh? Mount Yes Tavern. Yeah, yeah, Mount Yes Tavern, yeah. See? <laughs> So I'm assuming that happened then. You got pulled over and they got the, you got the uh, cavity search? I didn't get the cavity search, luckily. Oh. Uh, I, I, that's one of those things is I did Boy Scout out on that thing. Because I, I did a lot, once again, I did a lot to the truck in a couple of weeks. Because it was six weeks from me, after some aiming fluid, uh, signing up for the, uh, <laughs> the, the Mexico trip. It, it was six weeks. And all of a sudden, I went from being a stock raptor on... 3.0 shocks. So, uh, for those of you out there that aren't familiar with off-road shocks, shocks are measured in diameter. Yeah. So, you have stock shock on a Raptor is a 2.5 uh, remote reservoir. That means it has a little piggyback on the backside. And that allows you to carry more oil, as they were talking about earlier. Yep. The more oil you have, the, the longer heats. you can yeah. go with less heat. And then you have more area for the heat to dissipate. And then you have nitrogen charging on it. And you've got a little bladder and little seals and stuff like that. So on the big trucks, like my, my, my big Raptor has what's called a 4.0 and a 4.4. So 4.0 in the front and a 4.4 in the rear. And so it's 4.4 inches in diameter, the shock is. And then it's got all sorts of little valves. Which for our <laughs> listeners is huge, by the way. I also think we need to clarify the fact that he goes, on my big Raptor. <laughs> How many Raptors do you have right now? Uh, three, three, four, three, 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 three and a half. I three, think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So he drank the Kool-Aid people. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so hard. Yeah. So hard. Um, and so get down. So in six weeks, I turned the car, the truck into a three seater because at the end of the day, you have a bench seat in the rear, which is not fun for anybody. And I have a unique situation yeah. Of uh I live in a threesome. So I'm I've been married to my wife. You and two raptors. That's a, that's a great <laughs> yeah. way to right. I don't think I should probably describe your wife that way, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, okay, yeah. 
ignore the nodding from the crowd. Yeah, it's a, no. So okay. yeah, so yeah. Uh, so I live in a. So you made enough so, room for the so, people in your life, so we can yeah. have three yeah. adults in the yeah. truck, and that way nobody's like, well, Rochambeau to see who gets to ride in the bench seat, and right? Because like, yeah. I'll be driving. Yeah. Yeah, so two, fr- two the, the the captain's chairs in the front plus a center mounted seat. Yep. Fight each other for the bench seat. I'll film it. <laughs> <laughs> so off roading is a brutal, brutal, brutal world. My experience with off roading up this was like a little bit of wheeling as a kid, and like RC trucks. And uh, I start looking into this stuff, and they have seats that have suspension in them. Yeah. Like, they have webbing, and so you can have four inches of travel. In the seat. In the seat. Yeah, which if you don't in a Baja truck would literally, you would literally break your back. If you oh. were if you were racing Baja, I don't mean, I don't mean running the track. I mean, but if you were it, racing it, you would break your back. It's in the seat. seat. It's not, it's not like, a, like what we think of like a, like a semi seat where there's like, or yeah, a bus. No, no so the seat, okay. the seat is bolted down to the, to the floor panel or to the cage, depending upon your style. And then what it has is, think of like an apple pie. Yeah, it's got a crisscross applesauce webbing of like three inch wide webbing underneath that isn't really elastic, but it's not. There's some give to it, just a little bit. Yeah. And so in this, it gives your butt four inches of travel. So what you'll see a lot of the time is the driver will have a proper fiberglass one piece race seat. Yeah, we're strapped in hard, and yeah. they're strapped in hard, and they can see, and they're driving, and so. They can, you know, you can do that little butt pucker, and you can do that pickup, and you can do that, well, here I come, Jesus, and <laughs> oh, well, I'll see you next time, maybe. Um, <laughs> I think this is a good point. Like, th- these runs that you're doing and the Raptor runs, they're, you're not puttering, like, at yeah. five miles an hour down the road. I mean, you are using this truck for what it was meant for. You were go- you're, not, you're not necessarily going at race speeds for the whole time, but you are beyond what it was meant for. I have, a, not sh- I, have a sh- I have a shot of my GPS on me on the dry lake bed in Baja doing 118. Cool. And you're just, oh, yeah. just flat out 10, 15 well, minutes of just no, between but, 113 and 118 was the highest I saw. My and point was, you guys, this this was this is sort of a, a luxury. You're stopping everywhere. Like, well, this is not like you're not actually racing. It this. takes us. So the Baja 500, the race takes them like what? Depending upon the vehicle, it takes them eight to twelve hours or something yeah. like that. We do it in three days. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 my point. I wanted to get clear in the fact which, that you guys weren't like you're stopping and having. Nice we're stopping dinners. for yeah. tacos. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, damn straight. You which are. we should also clarify yeah. is still very fast. Yeah, for that <laughs> still. Yeah. <laughs> still so say if I was going to run that in my stock Raptor, that's a week minimum. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Bare minimum, and I'd probably break a lot on the way. Well, you're talking. You're talking like basically yeah. driving across Washington State every day off road. Yep. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. And. uh <laughs> And a stock Raptor can do it. You are going to bend your license plate. You are going to drag your bumper in a couple of places. With a Gen 2, you are going to smash your exhaust. Yep, for sure. I've already dragged it a little bit. Yep. Yeah. But Stupid exhaust. With the modifications that I had at the time, I jumped the truck at 90 miles an hour. I was able to go through some small whoops at 70 miles an hour. There's nothing cooler than watching a Raptor go through the whoops. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. You see those shots like in, in, in California, Baja, and like they'll be driving on the road, and the Raptor's next to it just watching those wheels pop up and down. Well, that's, that's yeah. how it got expensive for me. <laughs> is oh, that's when it got expensive? <laughs> my, so, like you said, I, I got bit hard. Mm-hmm. So, bought the Raptor, did this first run in May. Of what year? 18, 19? 16? 16. 16. Okay. 
I think 16. Yeah. So May go to Baja for the first time. Totally fell in love. Smashed the shit out of the side of my truck, and was like laughing, laughing about it. It was so much fun. Six months later, I dropped the truck off to go under the knife because I made the mistake of riding in a four-linked Raptor. <laughs> and that was stupid. And in that six-month period, I put 4,000 miles of dirt miles on the truck. That's awesome. We went to Canada three times. We went. We did the Baja 500 with EXO tw- uh, twice. We did, uh, we did this run where we started off in Nevada and then went through to the backside of the Grand Canyon on dirt. You know that road, yeah. And then from there... Of course you do. Went. <laughs> I haven't driven. I know the road. I, I want to do yeah. it, yeah. And then yeah. went into Utah and went into... Uh, Moab there? No, Zion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Favorite place on earth. Yeah. yeah, and did that whole thing. And yeah. it was just like... It, and it was just... It was like we were talking about with the dirt bikes. It was, you know, it, hey, man, you want to go on this this epic three-day, four-day long trip? And, mm-hmm. you know, in Mexico, you know, it was just it was, the trips were insane and the food and the people. Because I got to say, like, Baja is not Mexico. It's Baja. Like, I'd be pretty hard-pressed to go to Mexico with everything that's going on. Baja's like small town happiness for everybody I've talked to. Like uh-huh. When they go down there, it's just like oh, and cool yeah. people, cool food. And the landmarks that are there yeah. because of the race. Yeah. yeah. And then you, awesome. yeah. you take stickers with you and, and this is one of those things that always like, it always just brings a smile to my face and blows my mind is you're in America and you're on some dirt road wheeling and you come across uh, a couple, a family, whatever, hiking. And you slow down to a snail's pace, and you try not to kick up any dirt. Right. And they wave at you, and and you go on. They go to REI and complain about you, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're ruining the environment. Yeah. In Mexico, if you're on the race course, they don't care if you're in a trophy truck, in a Raptor, in a... a, uh, uh, yeah, did, did. In, in, a, in a Nissan Sentra. Yeah, they're just like, just go fast and make it look awesome. They're all about send it. They want you to roost them so hard, chuck rocks at them, yeah. and go by at 90 miles an hour. Yeah. That's because they know their cousin down the road dug a huge pit for you. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fully. Yeah. If you come, I've seen those videos, if too. You come, if you come around the corner <laughs> yeah. and some kid's sitting there with an iPhone, yeah. get on the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there a blank in the road? Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Why has that kid got that shit-eating grin? Get on the brakes. Mm-hmm. He's hunting chupacabra, sir. <laughs> yep. Why does that kid in the middle of Mexico have a brand new iPhone? Oh, crap. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think I'm about to be on 1320 videos. I'm going to be on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made the mistake of my second trip to Baja. Within six months. Of six months. Yeah. Of riding in a four-link truck. So we should back up a four-link suspension in the rear. In the rear, yeah. It's referring to the rear suspension. It's sort of, I guess, the the closest thing I can equate it to that somebody would recognize would be like a a performance uh, quad, like a... 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of the, the like a side by side. Yeah, Kinda, yeah, yeah. Like a side by side would have a four link on it. So for our listeners who aren't familiar, it's just like it's a massive overhaul of your rear suspension. Allows way more articulation. And when you see those videos of those trucks hitting a rhythm section or a whoop section, as they call it, with the bumps like every twenty feet or so, and they're just flying through at hundred miles an hour, and it looks like the cab's not just moving. touching the top of it. Yeah, yeah, it's just like barely moving. That's because they have a rear four link, and that suspension is made for high speed off road. So, like, at a squat stop, the truck actually looks kind of low, but it has tons of give, tons of articulation, and you can just haul ass through stuff that I would have be crawling through in four low. Go <laughs> on YouTube and look for anybody that's put a GoPro inside their wheel well on a four link, and just, it's mesmerizing to watch, because it's like, <laughs> like <laughs> physics uh, is cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also one of those things where you don't realize how smooth it is in the truck. Mm-hmm. For the mountain bikers out there, remember 26-inch tires and then went to 27 and a half and then it went to 29s. And that that rolling momentum you have and that ability to go through a hole or that ability to go over something, it's the same thing with tires. And so finally, tire wars have come to a temporary halt as trophy trucks have limited the tires now to 42 inches <laughs> tall. That's huge. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> huge. But the cool thing is, trophy truck race, there could be 15 trophy trucks, mm-hmm. but there could be 300 other, cla- 300 other cars and other classes. Yeah. And side by plus, side plus, the, plus yeah. the pre-runners that are running for the trophy trucks yep. that have pretty much the same suspension as the trophy trucks, yeah. but yeah. have air conditioning and a DVD player. Yep. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, you could have side-by-sides on 31s or 32s. You could have a Volkswagen Bug on 31s. And when they make a hole from getting stuck or going through whoop sections or going through acceleration bumps, all those different things that occur on the course, the bigger tire that you have the less energy you lose in those places. Because yeah. all of a sudden, you sometimes you won't even touch the bottom of certain holes because your tire is so big, you just go over the top of the hole. So between the tire and the suspension, and so the other side of the suspension, uh, besides just being massively huge with a whole bunch of oil in them, is so race cars and performance street cars, stuff like that, uh, you think of a damper being one-way adjustable, two-way adjustable, three-way adjustable, and that gives you usually a, like a one-way is adjustable compression with a rebound tied to it, if rebound is adjustable at all, two-way is rebound, compression and rebound. And then once you get into three-way, four-way, five-way shock, stuff like that, you start getting into... Jealousy. High, yeah, right. You get into <laughs> three ways cause jealousy. <laughs> you, you, I mean, I wouldn't know. But okay, uh, but you, sorry. You get into it. it was too easy. It's like I can't do it. I, I can't. I can't. Okay, yeah. Sorry. But what you get into is you have high speed compression, low speed compression, high speed rebound, low speed rebound. And but it's all built into the same shock. But it's all on the same shock. Yeah, and you have. And it's based on shaft speed of the actual damper. And so a high speed is that really fast compression when you hit a curb. Yeah. That low speed is that little rumble you get going down the back straightaway at Road America, and you just get in that settle. And so that's your low speed and your high speed. Well, in trucks, we have what's called bypasses. And so... You'll look at the shock, and it's not a smooth body, smooth bore shock like you see on a on a 
street truck or something like that, you know, a little KYB damper type of thing. Uh, it's got all these tubes that are welded on the outside, and then they've got adjustments and locking uh, lock nuts and stuff like that. Which, if you don't know how to use, you don't need. There you go. End of story. Fully. <laughs> Fully. <laughs> but they're pretty. And if, and if you're taking setups from Gran Turismo, stop. Every time I see a bro yeah, truck, get with them those, from Forza. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see a bro truck on twenty fours with those, I'm like, oh, this better be a SEMA build to Bluetooth drive shaft. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the shocks that I have on the Big Raptor are uh, seven way bypasses, and so we don't do high speed and low speed. We do short stroke and long stroke because you're either hitting a little bump. A medium bump or a big bump. It's like baby bear and yeah, melon yeah. bear. And so what ends up happening is you have different zones. And the shocks are actually one of these things that you don't know until you, you know, you don't know what you don't know, uh, is those shocks are incredibly loud because as the piston inside the damper is going past a zone, a valve slams shut audibly. Yeah, click, 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 click. And, and, it, and yeah. you, you can just hear it, and all of a sudden, it sounds like every rod end and heim joint on the entire car is just blown up all at once, and you're like, this is not safe to drive. <laughs> and it's actually the $4,000 shock you just bought. Just click, 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 click. That's not annoying, though, right? Oh, God, no. And if you have a cage truck, it's attached to the cage in the rear, and then the cage goes right above your head. Yeah. And it's like a little speaker. It's like seriously. So taking a ride in a four-link truck has not all. So a stock Raptor, twelve inches of travel, which is a lot. Which is a record for a street truck is insane. Huge. Modified, couple of bolt-ons. You can get to sixteen inches of travel. Mm-hmm. Pretty easily. My Big Raptor is 24 inches of travel in the rear and 19 inches of travel in the front. And between the articulation in the rear of the four-link, but then the shocks with the different valving, you can go through... So I have 40-inch tires on that one. Mm-hmm. I can go through a 34-inch deep hole at 35 miles an hour, and you could have a cup of coffee <laughs> in or your hand. Or be folding origami. Or be folding <laughs> origami. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you rock crawler guys out there, they're like, that's not very much. You're like, well, think about doing this at 100 and not 5. That's yep. the difference here. It's, it's like, like the rock crawlers are out there, like, if you built a fully built jip, Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> A or Jeep. a Jeep, whatever. <laughs> they, they are a Jeep. Yeah, yeah. On, on 37s Ooh. or 40s yeah. or something, you might see 30-plus inches of articulation, but that's at 5 miles an hour at the most. Yeah. This and I've always said that the only reason I don't like rock crawling is because if I'm going to die in a truck, it better be triple digits. <laughs> yeah, Not right. 3 miles an hour is like tumble into a crevasse <laughs> for like yeah. 4 hours. It's just like, nah. Yeah, so nah. these are very different setups and very different specs is what I'm trying to get across. It's Those, those numbers mean very different things things when you're adding speed to the equation <laughs> i mean this truck and, and dan and i got to see it it's gorgeous what have you done anything engine transmission wise to be able to turn <laughs> 40s so I mean, um those engines are great but yeah so yeah. stock engine ford is a huge fan of overhead cams yeah mm-hmm. they won't let it go so 
what they did is cast iron block, aluminum heads, single overhead cam, and then to be able to push the big tires and the gearing and stuff, it's supercharged. Six-speed transmission. Th- th- they came supercharged, right? From the f- no, fact? no, they didn't no. come. You okay. could option it from Roush, but then no, there's okay. uh, people do pro chargers. But the most common and the best, in my opinion, is the Whipple. But the yeah. original the original Raptors came with a V8, and the new ones like five four V8, then a six two, then okay. the V six, and then and the now they're GT. going back to the. Yeah, Ford compensates for power with boost a lot, like yeah. naturally aspirated power. They, they go to boost, and now they're going to the Mustang GT500 motor to compete with the TRX. Yep. Yeah. Which is it's cool, but I mean, but limited use. And when you get into his specialized, I'll let you continue with Have you heard you anything good about the TRX? Like, I haven't seen one single thing that's It's like got a, the nicest interior in a truck I've ever seen. And it doesn't it. have yeah. tow mirrors. So Dodge <laughs> guys can't fold them up. Okay. I just, but, sorry, yeah. I, just, I haven't seen anything good. Like, I mean, people are going, yeah, you go off-road and you get, like, less than a mile a gallon and all this crap. It's, it's just good like, for ego, and it has a beautiful interior. Yeah, okay. I, am, I have serious right. interior envy. Fair enough. That's where it ends. Okay. So we yeah. joke around about the Raptors, when, especially when you supercharge them and you put a big tires on them as they'll pass anything but a gas station. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay. yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. What's your ma- gas mileage? I don't know. All the way to the next gas station? Yes. <laughs> I've never done the math. Eventually, yeah. I'll get there. Yeah. 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 So, so you supercharged. So I was supercharged... On the stock block. Stock block. Okay. Cast iron block. But cast iron block, aluminum head, supercharged, and uh, six-speed transmission. So the drivetrain on that thing damn near goes bumper to bumper and (laughs) (laughs) weighs, like, an ungodly amount. Like, motor and transmission is something like 1,100 pounds. I think the transmission might weighs as much as the motor. Yeah. It's... Unreal, because yeah, yeah, you're at the ten speed, ten, 10 speed, speed yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, this isn't F1 tech. I remember when they went from the seven speed to the six speed, but they had to keep the gearbox the same length. <laughs> yeah. So for that year, it was like 2007 or something like that, or three years, whatever. Anyway, but uh, the uh, final drive gears were eight millimeters thick. <laughs> so just huge. Just putting like. 900 horsepower through an 8 millimeter thick gear. Yeah, That's so cool. Anyway. Where could it fail? Yeah, right. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Quit clutch kicking that thing. <laughs> um, so, trucks, uh, and it, 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 you don't know what you don't know. When you ride a dirt bike and you see a hole coming up, if you're not already standing, stand up. You should be standing anyways if you're on a freaking dirt bike. Yeah. Uh, get your weight back. A little bit of throttle, a lot of throttle, depending upon your skill, because that's going to transfer weight off of the front to the rear, make the front end light. And uh, depending upon your skill level, you may even pull up on the bars. When you're strapped into your truck... You have this visual of like, some guy pulling on the wheel. Oh, fully. The front oh, end's they, not coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I still do it out of yeah. habit. That muscle you're, memory has never left me. You're not lifting <laughs> any of the shit. <laughs> and what 90% of the average cat does is when you get scared in a car, you get on the brakes. Oh, I was going to say close my eyes. You get, off, you, you, you get <laughs> off the gas you, and you slam on the brakes. You get off the gas yeah. and you get on the brakes. Which sinks the front end. That'll yeah. make all the problems Boom. go away. Go, they'll, they'll go slower. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. You won't go into that hole as deep. It's like uh, it's like boating. 
you know, big, you know, people are like, oh man, you want to take the boat up to Alaska? No. <laughs> Why not? You can't get off that thing. Like, you know what? I'm just not gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and have lunch over. No, you're yeah. you're on the boat, stupid. So the truck is you're on the truck. You, you don't just like, oh, I'm just gonna get off real quick. This got scary. It's like, no, no, no. Wait till the vehicle comes to a complete stop before you know arms and hands. All of this stuff <laughs> works at speed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you see the hole, and if you're not a dirt biker, your first instinct is. You know, the Homer Simpson, ah! and nope. then, <laughs> and then <laughs> lift off the gas and slam on the brakes. Well, depending upon your vehicle weight, suspension, no, 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 we'll say like, I don't know, a Raptor mm-hmm. that weighs like 7,000 pounds. You lift, just lifting, you can transfer over 2,000 pounds. Yeah. Now you get on the brakes, and you've taken away travel. And you've taken away your roll. Your suspension's fully compressed, so you just basically got two straight rods going straight from the tires. You better hope your tires got a lot of sidewall because you're going to compress it all the way. Yep. And then you're just going to just slam your suspension into the ground, and you're going to feel every bit of it. Yeah. And so... Sounds like neither one of you have ever done that. No, No, never. No, No, of course not. No. (laughs) I've never learned things the hard way. (laughs) And so... (laughs) Multiple times. (laughs) So what you do is you... In that situation where... You're going too fast. You've made a mistake. You're going to hit that hole. Stay on the brakes as long as you can to slow down. But then, before you get to it, gas it. Get on that gas as hard as you can. Transfer that weight to the back. Get the front end light. Give yourself a fighting chance to get through this thing without getting bucked. And also, the other thing that you see guys do their first time is the first time they jump... If they're not expecting it, if you get on the brakes, everybody knows you land immediately, and you set off the airbags immediately. Yeah, it's just like it's just like <laughs> it's just like penguins. They love vanilla ice cream. Everybody knows that. So, <laughs> if you, hit I'm sorry, I'm usually staying the weird, stupid shit. Uh, what did you just? <laughs> so, so there's this, there's this penguin, and uh, he's driving along in his car, and the car starts making a noise. Just escalated quickly. Yeah, and sure. he uh, he drives into a mechanic. And he goes to the mechanic, and he goes, "Hey, uh, my car's making a noise. I don't, know, I don't, I don't know what it is." And the mechanic's like, "Okay, well, uh, I don't really have anything going on. I'll throw it up on the lift. Come back in an hour, and I'll tell you what's going on." Well, the penguin goes walking along, sees an ice cream shop. Everybody knows that penguins love vanilla ice cream. <laughs> he goes in, gets a cone of vanilla ice cream, and he's sitting there, and he's walking along the park, and he's eating his ice cream. And he's eating his ice cream. He looks at his watch. He goes, "Oh shit, it's been an hour. I got to get back to the shop." He finishes up his ice cream, and he waddles back over to the shop and he gets to the shop and the mechanic's just closing the hood doing the old classic rag with the hands thing and he goes hmm and he looks up and he goes well looks like you blew a seal and the <laughs> penguin's like oh no 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 it's just vanilla ice cream <laughs> I walked into that one I think I knew <laughs> that <laughs> joke too yeah exactly it's like you'd be <laughs> so well I'm tagging this one explicit <laughs> less editing it's fine <laughs> <laughs> I walked right through that door like I I I know that joke, but in a different way. And I'm like, ah, damn it. Okay, yeah, great, super. Looks like you blew a seal. No, 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 I was eating ice cream. <laughs> you bastard. This friendship's going to go for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a plaque here eventually. So, yeah. So, two anyway, guys walking down the street. Thank you. No. Two guys walking down the street. They see this dog licking his balls. No. First guy's like, God, I wish I could do that. Second guy's like, don't try that. He'll bite you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
you know, this this really sums up the type of people we are. <laughs> <laughs> this is the type of people you attract. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. Sorry, yep. mom. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, mom. So, just as penguins love vanilla ice cream, everybody uh-huh. knows that, as we've learned in the cartoons, that if you hit the brakes, the truck will immediately land. All four wheels, safe and sound, and it'll stop your scary. The problem is you've now just taken away the ability for the truck to roll. That's literally what the brakes do. Mm-hmm. And so you've just effectively landed with the e-brake on. Yeah. And so the car doesn't want to roll. And if you're in this 7,000-pound Raptor, I have literally seen guys just shear ball joints. Yeah. And it just wraps up. Like one of those F1 failures. You're just like, yeah, you see the tires literally come under the truck. It's amazing failure. It's but you're now in BFE yeah. with no front wheels. Yeah. Like, you don't need them. No way to put them on. Yeah. And uh, we've scrapped, uh, strapped skid plates to the bottom of lower control arms, and you drive the thing out like a snowmobile or, oh. or, t- or drag it out. You, you made a comment before the uh, <laughs> Penguins Love Ice Cream. About the fact that when you go off the jump, not hitting the brakes because landing, it could set off the airbags. Is that why the car would think? Because I've seen some people no, jump Raptors. It's just that you have no suspension. Yeah. And so because there's no give, what happens is you hit the ground. Yeah. Like and, it'll hit so and hard. And shock sensors go off. Uh, no. So, so the way airbags work, we've talked about this before, is, is there's a little check ball, basically. And as it hits. A potentiometer, if you will. Yeah. Poten- yeah thank you. And it, uh, as you hit the front end of the truck, it will hit so hard that it will drive the bumper into the ground. You'll literally physically hit the ground. Yeah. And it will appropriately set off the airbags. It's not a mistake. So you can do it accidentally. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you slam on the brakes midair, that's exactly what's, what's going to happen. happen. And it's I've seen it happen. And if you do YouTube... That was kind of my point jump, of the question. You'll yeah. see far more Raptor fails than you will see successful jumps because people know what they're doing. So Gen 2 Raptors, their suspension modes are kind of like the, uh, the Range Rover. We've got sand and terrain and snow and country club and, you know, all these different settings. Baja, I'm good. Yeah, you know, fully. <laughs> it's got a setting. I've got it in Baja. We're good. Yes. <laughs> Ford handled this. Thanks, officer. Yeah. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> you're right. This color does look good at speed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like anytime the course marshal, if you get black flag, start apologizing. Yeah. Nobody's ever calling you in to tell you how good your car looked at speed. <laughs> or, man, that paint job. Looks good on you. It really Sometimes does. Sometimes you get black flagged on a, I don't know, a go-kart course when it's not really your fault, Dan. Still passed him. Yeah. <laughs> he passed me, spun me into the corner. We both spin, and I get flagged. Strategery. Remember, uh, remember Blades of Steel? The yeah. Old, and and the, the loser of the fight went to the penalty box? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that's how hockey worked for the longest time. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um... So, yeah, so weight distribution, moving weight around is very, very important. And so, like you were talking about also with like airbag setting off, the, the Gen 2 Raptor, like we were talking about, has all these different settings. The Gen 1 Raptor has what's called off-road mode. Okay. And it has this little round button, and it says off-road mode. And at first, you, I, much like any other stock thing, it's like, that's stupid. And... What, what's that do? Did, you know, turns on my defrosted mirrors or something. Or, uh, what is this? Heat your seat while you're waiting off yeah. road. Yeah, fully. Yeah. <laughs> well, what it actually does on the Raptor is it does a couple of cool things and it does one stupid thing. Okay, but you can undo it. Yeah. So pull X fuse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
kind of, but uh, so what ends up happening is uh, off-road mode, it desensitizes your airbags so that when you do take an impact like that, it goes, oh, you're off-road. You didn't hit something hard enough. You, you probably smashed the bumper down. Right. You didn't hit a, you didn't hit a cactus or something. Yeah. Um, As you're sitting there with no teeth going, why didn't the airbags go off? <laughs> <laughs> it makes the ABS... Come in later. Yeah, a little less sensitive. Like I, you can actually get the tires to lock up on dirt mm-hmm. just a little bit, which is neat, which is very very useful. ABS is not your friend in the dirt. But one of the bad things that it also changes your shift points. It allows you to hold gears longer yeah. and different things like that. And uh, but what it does poorly, not poorly, but the ill effect that it has is what it does is it's fly by wire vehicle. So there's no. No link between your foot and the actual throttle body. It's all done with the computer. And it slows down the response. Yeah, because it's expecting what it's anticipating is bump, and, and then you will bump the you throttle. And you bump the throttle, and then all of a sudden, yeah. ta, 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 yeah. ta, and you get into this oscillation where you're being fed by the vibration or the bump, and na, 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 na. So it dumbs down the throttle. And so for you to get. Like 50% throttle, you have to go to like three-quarter. And then anything from three-quarter on is normal. Yeah. So you spend a lot of time playing that thing like a wah-wah pedal because you're trying to get the actual response, and then you're off of it. So uh, it's, it's always good to do math when you're off-road, too. Oh, fully. Yeah. So With your toes. There's a, there's a <laughs> device out there called a pedal commander. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that don't like them. They think they're stupid. They don't think they work. There's no point. And a lot of the times, because if you do do a tune, you can have whoever does your tune, if it's an off-the-shelf tune or if you have a custom tune, you can have them change your throttle response most of the time. But when you go into off-road mode, it still goes to dumb down. Yeah. Regardless, if you have the fanciest throttle response in the world, once you go into off-road mode, which I recommend when you take your Raptor off-road, so what you do is you put a pedal commander on it and you bump it back up and it changes the sensitivity, and it gives it a more linear feel of steering or of a throttle input to a uh, throttle body in, uh, output. The tool you use to modify the factory settings, like on mine, like uh, if I want to <laughs> leave the daytime, yeah, he knows what I'm talking about. If you want to like leave the daytime running lights as the outside and not have them turn on the headlights, or you want all your windows to roll down at once, there's a tool for that. It's called Forescan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, you for, did you take the Forescan off your Raptor? I have a Forescan tool for my Raptor. I see. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's our fun fact. Yeah. So with the Pedal Commander and with the, with the off-road mode and the weight transfer of getting that throttle response, that's why it's so important to be able to get the motor and the transmission to do now is so that you can transfer weight, you see a hole or whatever it may be. So, long way to Tipperary to answer your question about my big raptor. <laughs> if you is, see a hole, lean back. <laughs> is because of how heavy that drivetrain in mm-hmm. is. There's and, so much weight over the front wheels, yeah. And there's so much weight over the front wheels. I decided to go a different route, and I believe in LSing the world. I do, too. So... I put in a LS3 from a company called Danzio who builds off-road race motors. But this is actually a pre-runner motor. It's designed for pre-runner trucks. It's called the Joneses motor because everybody's always trying to keep up with the Joneses. Mm -hmm. So they call it the Joneses motor. It's uh, 600 horsepower on 91 octane pump gas. Supercharged? 
Nope. Normally aspirated. Normally aspirated LS. Okay. All right. Nice. Four-speed automatic with a manual reverse valve body. So you do have to physically shift it into gears. If you just put it into four, it'll actually be in fourth gear and try to take off in fourth gear. So you actually have to shift one, two, three, four. So that's why the torque curve is very broad on this motor. So you can hold it in third from 60 to 100. Yep. And it's fine. Yep. And Mm. it's not like my 10-speed where it's like, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, back and forth all the time. Nope. Yeah. yeah no, and it's just like. Pretty much the only reason that I have the the four-speed, because a lot of trucks just run a three-speed. The reason I have a four-speed is because the way we'll do the 500 pre-run is we'll go to all the way down. We'll finish in Ensenada, and we'll be three hours from the border on the freeway. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, if you're in a three-speed, you're doing like 6,500 RPM. Yeah, so you have an overdrive. So that gives me the ability that I'll spend most of my time in second and third gear, second and third gear, second and third gear, but then as soon as we hit the freeway to get home, I can put that thing in fourth and just... Just cruise. Aww. At a comfortable seven miles to the gallon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get seven? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Thing, thing's got a 60-gallon cell in it. I was going to say, yeah, with 40... Plus inch tires, man. <laughs> That's a whole nother ball game of needed torque and mileage. Rear differential is a 543. Yeah. Let's take our next break. Um, we're running this episode long intentionally. I want to talk more about because your off-road isn't just like you got decided like, oh, I like off-road. Like you actually have some real, real experience with that that I want to talk more to our, our listeners about. We'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. So we're talking about Baja and all that, but you've done a lot of off-road driving that is beyond Baja, that is also beyond trucks. Uh, You had a lot of time at Dirtfish, so you know what's up with off-road in all angles. So I'm sure your listeners are very familiar with a man named Ted Anthony Jr. Oh, a little bit, yeah. (laughs) And so I'm from California, moved up here with my wife, racing. I got into drifting, just doing the drifting thing for a while, and there's a race in California that I wanted to do, the 25 Hours of Thunder Hill. Awesome, awesome, awesome race. My wife finds on like a Craigslist type of ad that a guy in Arizona is on one of the NASA forums, National Auto Sports Association, who puts on the 25 hours, that one of the drivers for his 25-hour team out of Seattle had a driver dropout. And he's from, Wash- he's from or- uh, Arizona, and he's going to be flying up to California for the race. And so we find this last minute. I meet this man named Jason Vien. He had rain racing. And grip racing, stuff like that. So we did the 25 hours together. Through that, I met Ted Anthony Jr. And Ted goes, hey, I'm an instructor out at Dirtfish. You have experience instructing, and you've got the personality. As a driving instructor, you don't have to be the fastest driver. You need to be... uh, I always say that you're supposed to be like the 80s ski school instructor from the movies. We're going to have a great pow-pow today. It's going to be a great day. It's a great day to be alive, man. Absolutely. All the dudes should want to be you. All the chicks should want to buy you a beer. It's well, just like, sleeping with all the lonely housewives? Because yeah, that's every no. 80s movie I've seen. And so, you know, you're supposed to be this... Ski instructors, Dan. 
this eighty sleeping with other people's wives, but not yeah. Aspen Extreme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody, all of our older guests are like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Aspen Extreme." There's yep. a name I haven't heard in mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> yep. Warren Miller had it right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Fully. Warren I mean, Miller was the man. I yeah. saw Aspen Extreme in theaters before our middle school <laughs> ski strip. Yeah. I want to be that guy. Fully. <laughs> and so it was just, that was always that idea is you have the coolest job in the world. You drive race cars for a living, but it's, it's, it's that you are supposed to recognize what they're doing, recognize the person, uh, recognize their learning style, see what they're doing wrong, generate in your head... You know, and at Jerkfish, you're sliding in a Subaru at 40 miles an hour sideways in second gear, and you're watching the the person's feet and hands, seeing what they're doing, and it is a school, and it's it's you are the teacher, so you are seeing what they're doing wrong, and then recognizing their way of learning, and then. Creating what we call in, in instructing the sh- the shit sandwich, <laughs> where you you're gonna kill both of us. No, it's, it's you're just, doing great. I really yeah. like I did this, but but yeah. So yeah, you, you, you start off shit you, you yeah. start off with a compliment. Yeah. yeah, you give them the correction. You end with another compliment. Great then, life lesson, and that's your shit sandwich. <laughs> doing a great job. Everything is wrong, but you're doing a great job. <laughs> there have been times where we have literally taught somebody how to drive stick <laughs> in the rally car. And, you know, they're almost in tears. They're not getting it. They're wanting to hang out with their friend or their spouse or whatever it is, and they're not necessarily enjoying it. And then... It clicks. You get the aha moment, Mm -hmm. and they get out of their own way. Yeah. And they use the technique. They use what they learned in the classroom. They use what you have been yelling in their fucking helmet. (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> all of a sudden, we've all been yelled at by an instructor. Oh. So that's why it's like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, you, I, that's what you were saying the last two hours? I got it now. <laughs> so my, my, yeah. my that was my, called school, Nick. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> my father was a pilot in the Air Force. Hmm. You're not allowed. Steeper learning curve. <laughs> you're not allowed to wear any jewelry in the airplane. Yeah. The pilots found out that when you are instructing, you wear your wedding ring always. You pop a fool in the helmet with a wedding ring. You ever play football and have somebody throw a rock at your ear hole? Yeah, Yeah, that. Oh, God. Yeah. Your helmet has never come off faster. Yeah. So I'll never forget being like (laughs) 17 years old at Laguna Seca, driving the track for the first time, and my dad's Sunbeam Tiger... And I did something he didn't like. I I still don't know what I did. <laughs> At least you learned. Oh, not to let him in the car anymore. Yeah. Oh my God, that <laughs> sound. Yeah. So, it's uh, a good way to get you to drive off the road. Oh, seriously. Felt <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> the tick there. Um, and so when you have this situation at, at Dirtfish, it's it's so fun to get that aha moment because, uh. Driving on dirt is unlike anything. Yeah. If you watch any of those uh, Group B rally races from the 80s, you watch any of the rally racing, uh, when you're doing it, when you are fully doing it, the wheel, steering wheel, 
does not go past 10.30 or 1.30. Even in hard U-turns. Yeah. Full everything. If you yeah. get to 90, yeah. that is, oh, my God, everything's gone horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're using uh, inertia to move the car. You're everything. Using... It's all balance. It's yes. all weight transfer. Yep. The suspension on a rally car and the same thing on the truck is so soft, so articulation, and that weight balance is so important. And so, like, at Dirtfish, one of the first things we have you do in the car is we start off on a skid pad. And we've got the classic, you know, 300-foot skid pad. And you drive in a circle, and it's all gravel because it's a rally car. And you drive in a circle, and as you start going faster and faster and faster, the car just pushes and pushes and pushes and you get farther and farther away and you're lit to the point where you're I'm trying to go over there and the car is on its own. And so you end up you you don't have that that grip that you would have on the street or on the track. Rally racing is closer to drag racing <laughs> than it is to a lot of different sports uh, than a lot of other motorsports because you are trying to straighten out Everything. Yeah. You can't maintain a lot of grip in the corner. Straightening the curves, flattening the hills. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Making their way. <laughs> Don't, no, it's that's true, all though. that's in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just a good old boy. Thanks, yeah. Waylon. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's true, and, though. And that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And so at Dirtfish, one of the things that we teach is that, that, that circle doesn't work. So we turn that into a square. Yeah. And you go in a straight line. And then you use the technique that you're taught to use your steering wheel as, think of it as like a rudder on a boat. Yeah. You're just using it to start. Start the rotation. The rotation. Yeah. But it happens all in your feet. And you spend the entire time, like, you left foot brake a rally car. Yep. All the time. And if you're in a front wheel drive rally car, like, you're running like, 15, 20% break at all time. Yeah. And that just keeps weight transfer on the nose. Like we said on the Raptor, you don't want to land with that weight on the nose. You are doing that almost on purpose with the rally car because you're keeping weight on the yeah, nose. You grip because you don't have any grip off the front. You don't you have want precise any. movement, so you have to keep all that, no- that weight over where you turn. Yep. Yeah. And so by using the technique and by getting the person to trust the technique, but I remember when I went out there and first drove, they had a, uh, I guess you'd call it kind of like an, uh, uh, an open call for driving instructors. But you had to, you know, it, it was a friend of a friend. You had to come with a recommendation. So yeah. Ted Anthony Jr. threw my name in the hat. And I show up. And there's some of the guys I had met before in other racing. There's some guys that I had heard about in the Northwest, different stuff like that. And some of these guys were hot shoes. Some of them were newer to track day, stuff like that. And it was interesting to see how different driving on the dirt was compared to driving on the street and driving on the track and and driving. I mean, I've driven formula cars. I've driven uh, touring cars, drift cars, all these different things. And I had had a Subaru for years and years and years. You know, I rallied around all over the place, so I thought. (laughs) And you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and so all of a sudden, one of the instructors teaches you like they would a student. 
And you can try all you want to not use the technique because you know better. You've driven a car. You've slid yeah. a car around. You've done a burnout. You've done a. <laughs> you've slid around a corner before. I did donuts in a in a high school parking lot in my Subaru. It's I'm good at this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got this down. And it was you know it got to the point where you recognize certain aspects of clients that you know they come in they tell you about their favorite car they tell you about what car they drive or they show up wearing clothing of that vehicle <laughs> and you kind of realize that you're 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 going to be on a little bit of an uphill battle on this one yeah because there's ego involved it's 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 still a motorsport yeah it's even though you're it's a school and you're you're literally paying this person to tell you what you don't know, <laughs> you're going to argue with them because there's ego. And I'm not paying you to listen. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and obviously, you wouldn't be here if you yeah. didn't know something. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, that's literally what I did. Like, Very few people get in the car with an instructor, and the instructor gets out and goes, I learned something. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, I learned I never want to be in the car with that guy again. I can't remember what episode. I think it was with Curtis Krieger from Proformance, Mm -hmm. where we we, and with Andrew and everybody else, we try. We have beat this into people's heads for a hundred episodes now. If you go to a racing school, track, off road, dirt, fish, motorcycle, uh, downhill mountain bike coming up, (laughs) you walk in. You know nothing. Whatever they tell you to do, do. It will make your life so much easier if you're like, this is what I think I know. Correct me. And if you have that attitude, check your ego at the door. Trust me, they do this for a living. We don't. And be, <laughs> be, I think, too, be honest with an instructor. Look at oh, him yeah. and go, look, I've, I have done this. I took instruction here. I've gone out. I've done donuts in a parking lot because that is a skill. There mm-hmm. is a skill. Yeah. <laughs> be honest with somebody, but also when somebody goes, look, you're doing this wrong, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Even if it feels wrong in your mind. There's, yeah. there's a saying from the Air Force that uh, you never pass up an opportunity to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, the first year of the military is... I pass up a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> the first year is, a, a is just a great opportunity. <laughs> this is probably one of them right now. <laughs> sorry, we oh, keep sorry. interrupting. No, yeah. no I, I did that on purpose. <laughs> no, okay. yeah. And Speaking so it's, shutting the fuck that, up. <laughs> it's that idea that you, you paid a company... That like they have shirts embroidered for this shit. <laughs> Shut up. They've invested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, yeah. they've invested in this. Yeah. Ours um, are screen printed. Yeah. <laughs> that means they can be changed. <laughs> Guess who's not on the roster anymore? <laughs> um, Nothing a black marker can't change. Exactly. Yeah. Why do you guys wear black shirts? Because black markers. Yeah, exactly. Um But no, so that's what ends up happening is you check your ego, you don't pass up that opportunity, and you learn. Mm-hmm. And then, the sooner... Rude. Who calls a bar on a Sunday afternoon? So, with the idea of going to a driving school to argue, to prove to this random person that, you know, we used to joke around at, at, uh, at the road racing schools that, you know, when Roger Penske is not hiding somewhere at the track. He does not have scouts sitting up in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody sitting in those stands is the people y- you brought with you. <laughs> so drive the car or don't, but stop looking around. At, at this is, I'm just, you know, I'm just, you're not good looking enough that all of a sudden you're just going to be just 
picked out of the crowd. And I watched you drive. I'd like you to run the school now, please. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We already have an office for you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the problem. I had some kid that tell me once, he's like, you know, I'm really good at Forza, so, you know, I may be becoming a professional race car driver. I'm like, damn Nissan. And, and what they did that, where they took video game people and they put them in real cars. <laughs> so, yeah. The, you understand I'm good. I don't care. The, <laughs> the very first person to win the Gran Turismo Nissan thing, mm -hmm. they put him in the car. And he like I, I he barely made a lap because he physically couldn't handle the G's. Yeah, I was he, gonna say. he could drive. He could visually see, yeah. and he had they the knew timing. All the lines. Yeah, but all of a sudden, oh, you two and a half the... G's on your neck, and you're just like ah, pudding. You put me in. A, <laughs> you put me in a GT3 RS. I can own the Nurburgring. Own it. <laughs> Do not put me on the real ring. Yeah, you forgot that they're athletes as well, dude. <sighs> you may have great thumb dexterity. I'm an athlete. So. <laughs> I've driven some cool tracks. I've driven some cool cars. I've never driven a car that had too much horsepower. I've driven many a car that did not have enough traction. Exactly. That's what it is. I've, it's, mm -hmm. like, it's not that it has too much power. No. It's that I can't put it down. It just, it's, uh, why do I keep seeing the rear trunk badge in front of me? Um, did we mention he's a Corvette owner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a new Corvette owner, too. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you were talking about uh, your mileage on your Z06 uh, with the engine... Cylinder shut down Chingus. I can get 32 miles to the gallon on my Corvette. Dang. It's unreal. Is that like sitting still? <laughs> yeah, right. It's too far down for You put it on the back of a truck, and yeah. you drive it down the road. <laughs> it's like those speed things that they do with the guy with the chain ring like this big, and he's behind an air fairing, like his yeah. tire's that far, and you're just yeah. like, oh, dude, yeah. don't. <laughs> but with the with the rally cars and the dirt and the, asp and the, and the idea of moving weight around, moving the car around... It's it's very foreign because, like you said, if if you've done a track day, you've you you're in a car. You 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 you've driven on some back road spiritedly. You've you've driven to this, and you've you've maybe done an autocross, but you, the average cat has not driven a rally car around a, a course. Yeah, and going up Salton Basin Road does not count. And when you get to the rally school and they put you in a classroom, listen. Oh, the classroom's great. The cla and I will yeah. say, uh, Jeez. I've been to Love some... I won't be in the car. Be here first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've worked in a number of different racing schools, and I will say one of my favorite classroom presentations is from Dirtfish. They don't use an easel... They don't use flip cards from the seventies. They, they use a little like a, a picture of a car on a stick. They got a yeah. They've got they've got a, they've got a white bar, a whiteboard, and they they draw a car and they say this is you. And so if you went through here faster, yeah, you'd be less sucky. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thanks. Thanks. I'll work on that. Learn to suck less. Yeah. Suck less. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> And so when you get to this idea of driving and enjoying the classroom environment of it, they show you, they've got drone footage of the car overhead, and they show you what I was talking about in this, we're not going to turn on the gas, we're going to use the technique to square off this corner and get on the gas sooner yep. and not be with the rear end just hanging out, just look like you're running from a bank robbery. <laughs> Fun, but not effective. No, and you're just, <laughs> you know, 
just hands everywhere and the windshield wipers are coming on because you're just getting handsy and everybody's sitting there. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because I've been there. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And, and so what ends up happening is they show you what the car is going to do. They show high-speed footage of the car from the side and show you that when you get on the brakes, the nose dives. You have transferred weight. Now is when you can really use that steering. You only have 100% traction. You only have 100% traction. You can't give it 110% champ. Yeah. <laughs> you got 100% traction. Dad's a liar. <laughs> so if you are 80% braking, physics don't give a shit if you turn that wheel to lock. Yeah. You've only got 20% left. We see that in the snow a lot. Even at low speed, that's a great example of that is we see that all the time in the snow. We're like, no, dude, you, your traction's at 100%. It's not going to help you if you turn. You need to get the rear end in the way you want to go and point straight because yep. that's how you're going to transfer the most power down. Yep. That's a really, uh, that's a great thing to bring up because, yeah, we see that a lot when we get newer drivers with snow, which we yep. encourage. Totally. Snow drivers, go have fun, learn from somebody. But that's one of the things I see a lot is people are like, I'm turning the way I want to go. It's not going. I'm like, yeah, you're on ice, dude. Yep. <laughs> you got to get the rear end where you want to go and then go straight. <laughs> and it's also that thing, um, especially for snow, but it's anytime you're driving, anytime you're driving, your brain is so powerful. Your brain can do math that you wouldn't believe, that you don't even understand. And you look to where you want to go, and your body will get you there. It's amazing. So I'm not less on the Honda 50 once. <laughs> and so we talk about that. We've all been there. And I don't know how I hit the tree. Were you looking at the tree? Yeah. Yep. Well, I didn't want to hit, hit it. So I wanted to make <laughs> yeah. sure I didn't hit it. So yeah. I looked right at it. Yeah. And that's the thing is your brain is so powerful. We call it target fixation. Yeah. You see it. You could not get there faster if you tried. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't get there more efficiently. Yeah. So one of the things in rally is at Dirtfish, depending upon what course you take, you may end up on an actual rally stage. Real trees, real dirt, real ecology blocks, real consequences. Yep. Get the insurance. And <laughs> and that's the other thing. If you kill the instructor, the insurance covers it. <laughs> um, Please don't do that. Yeah, it's, it's rude. <laughs> they usually don't invite you back. It's frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> and so what ends up happening is you can't look at those trees, those ecology blocks, that river. starts on the three-day course, right, when they get mm -hmm. into that? Yeah, so the, the one day, I, I recommend anybody do the one day. If you're looking, like, maybe should the half day, maybe should the two-hour, no, do the one day. Do the one day, it's worth it. You'll just do the half day and be like, when can I go back for the so one day? So now, <laughs> my only argument on that would be after, like I said, the technique is so wildly different. And it's a true racing school. Like, it is a racing school. Yeah. Uh, much like a lot of the different places where you can go and go get your SCCA license or something like that. You can go do a three-day course, and they're going to teach you how to do a, a flying start. Nice. Good sound. Audi. Proper Audi. Audi. Yeah. <laughs> V8 with exhaust. Yeah. 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 Old, okay. Older, older yeah, A6 yeah. with exhaust. That was cool. Anyway. So the... Uh, Probably needs cam timing chains. <laughs> Every single person in this bar went, uh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so what ends up happening is, like... You know, when you go to, like, a performance, you go do the school, they're going to talk to you at first about all this technique and about learning how to drive and then racing, and then you're going to do a practice start, and then you're going to be, and you're going to leave there with the knowledge of how to do a race. doesn't necessarily give you the skill yet, yeah. but you have the knowledge. You understand the fundamentals, at least on paper. Yep. Yeah. So 
with the rally school, it's the same type of thing. Now, the average customer is doing the experience. They have no intention of buying a rally car. They're never going to go to a rally race. It was a fun experience. It was a Vegas trip. It was a, I'm going to go out to Snoqualmie, go have lunch at that little place, and go drive a rally car. Yeah. Cool. So, if that's your, your want, do whatever you want, for sure. If you are looking to actually race, and you do want to get into rally, and you want to go to the school so that you can bite, start to bite the bug, you know, and get, get, get bit of getting into it, is I recommend that you do the half-day course. Mm-hmm. Get the technique. And then go away for a week or 10 days. And then come back and either take the half, the one day, the two day, the three day, whatever you want to do. Because the one day is a lot of fun. But it's basically just the half day and then lunch. And then you get to do a couple of drills with what you learned. But if it didn't sink in, you end up just kind of flailing. Oh, okay. For the second half of the day. And I've seen a lot of people get frustrated. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. Because, like I said, it took me a good two half days, and I'm a... Yeah, you're a veteran driver, I'm a veteran driver. I've been racing for 20 years, and I know my way around a car. Yeah. So it was... But it was so different, and telling your brain, no, do this. No, do this. You're like... No, this is what you do. And it's like, no. <laughs> I don't think that's what the guy was screaming at me. Yep. Yeah. Well, we uh, we were in long on these two episodes, but I'm glad we did because this was a ton of fun. Needless to say, you're still playing with cars. Obviously, oh, yeah. you got the bar. I can't wait for you guys to open back up because who knew the Mount Sai Pub was a motorsports destination, which is, is really it, cool. And is you it look Mount around- Sai Pub or Tavern? Because so, in ways, it will not come up under Tavern. No, it comes under Pub in ways. Yeah. 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 So the... <laughs> Back in the day, it used to be taverns had beer and wine. Yeah. Pub had food and alcohol. Yeah. But in Washington, there's only a liquor license for bars and restaurants, gotcha. or there's li- restaurants for uh, like a, a winery or a brewery. Yeah. So those are the only two, so it doesn't matter. So it was originally called the tavern. So the biggest sign on the outside says Mount Sai Tavern, but the official name and the lit-up sign is Mount Sai Pub. But we bought both names, so we own both of them, and we're... It's easy to find from the freeway. Yeah, yeah it's the little red guy. <laughs> yeah. The more you know. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's this whole thing of the Mount Sai. Do we have any uh, Avant stuff coming nope. up? I think uh, everything's pretty much... Yeah, everything's shut down for Avant. They did the toy drive, which is really cool, but there's no there's no official gatherings of any kind due to COVID. Obviously, we're still locked down until January now. So. Get your uh, magazines. Check out the article that Dan and I did and uh, the photos with all the Subarus. Uh, a lot of fun. And the the photos at the track with the Lotuses, which we helped with. There, hey, yeah. um, we the whole the, magazine's awesome. Yeah, the interview with Carrie we did is in there. Yeah. Um, there's It's a it's a great issue. Wait till you hear the next interview that's coming up in there. That's going to be good. That is going to be yeah. a really good one, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, any, any of Vaughn's partner mostly have it, so yeah. including Dirtfish or Park Place or wherever you get your car serviced or whatever you want to do. Thank you for doing this. We really appreciate it. This is it. a ton of fun, man. Thanks yeah. for having me, man. You yeah. guys, I think we're going to be deep friends for a long time. But, I agree. Uh, Whether you like it or <laughs> yeah, not. We're, yeah, we're I yeah, agree. Yeah. <laughs> Would you please leave the bar? No. 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 <laughs> it's like okay. I know, here, I know the owner. Well, he's here. asking you to leave. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. So, <laughs> Well, for this episode of Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.